the OG of uh, trial files, Matt Welsh here, who is now the EGM of RV. Gee, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of um, uh, letters flying around here, but it's good to see you. How are you, Matty? Oh, I'm very well, Michael. And uh, what a job Glenn Ingram is doing. He's taken over Fine. the trial show as well on Racing.com. Yes. So, do you keep track of uh, who has the greater winning strike rate? Uh, no, 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 no. I think Glenn is going much better, though. He is an outstanding judge and uh, doing a terrific job. Are you still finding yourself getting drawn to late at night, uh, like someone who's trying to give up something they shouldn't have to... Let me just have a look at a couple of trials. I do love to have a look at uh, trials and jump outs every now and then and uh, have the occasional bet off them. So it's something I, I really enjoy. And at some point in my career, I'd just love to get back into it sort of full-time down the track. Um, but not a lot of time at the moment and um, focusing on other areas. But it is, it is a great way to get into punting. If, if you want to get into punting, trials and jump outs, it's a great little niche to start off with. Betting on maidens, country races and, and the occasional two- and three-year-old race in town. Great little edge for those trying to get into the game. And just on that, um, we spoke a lot about it in your previous life about getting greater access easier uh, for the punters at home. Are, are we getting closer to having those jump-outs more professionally um, covered and, and able to be accessed? We're certainly doing some work on that, and there's no doubt we want to see the vision improve, the customer offering improve. So work going on in the background around that. It's a very different structure here in Victoria compared to, say, in New yep. South Wales. It's a much more cost-effective offering for owners here, but that doesn't mean that we can provide a, a substandard customer service outcome either. So we're doing a lot of work to try and improve the quality of uh, what the the viewers ultimately see of those jump outs and hopefully we'll get some uh, changes in place in coming months that we'll see uh, the, the ultimate delivery far more suitable for the customer. You're dressed very casually today, um, Matt. Oh, I don't. We're not going to chat on dress codes, are we? <laughs> you, a tie or no tie? No tie. Okay. No, no. You know I'm not wearing a tie. No, I know. I don't, I don't wear a tie very often these days. Each to their own, really, though. And, and, I, and I think uh, even Andrew said it's not the main issue. The main issue that punters want to talk about today we spoke to Neil about his price points, and I know it's not your your permit, so to speak, as as general manager of racing with the the nuts and bolts of racing. But is there an appetite or a possibility that Racing Victoria could look at maybe helping subsidise those types of costs for individual clubs to make the cost of food and beverage lower for people to come back to the track? Well, I think one of the things you you need to understand, we, we provide significant club funding to to all the clubs. Um, you know, particularly the three metro clubs. So, so that sort of funding already exists, and um, you know, so we're subsidising, we're helping to subsidise a lot of their activities. So, there's no doubt, cost of going to the races is a, is a live issue, and, and we need to make that race day experience as appealing as possible. It's been a lot of the discussion here at the Asian Racing Conference over the last couple of days. How do we get big crowds back to the races? And a lot of these factors tie in dress price of entry, affordability and what have you. So to answer your question quite simply, we're already providing significant funding to those clubs, but that may change. The makeup of that may change in the future. Yeah, so can we get the costs lower, do you think? As I said, at at the moment it's a club issue and and, and the clubs run their own businesses on course and we don't involve ourselves too much in how they do that, but uh, as I said, there is significant club funding there for them, and whether that changes in the future and the structure of that changes and the incentive of that club funding changes remains to be seen. Uh, we are well and truly uh, in the midst of the 
All-Star Mile um, voting. How is the voting and what's the engagement like? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, gee, it's neck and neck up the top, Alligator Blood and uh, I'm Thunderstruck. I think there's less than 100 votes between the two of them and they've been that way for quite a while. Uh, Alligator Blood was the horse that derived the most votes ever back in, in 2020. I think about 18,500. But it was a fantastic CFO last week yeah. so to kick off the, uh, the All-Star Mile campaign in earnest for a number of horses. Every single horse was nominated for the All-Star Mile and I think all the big guns ran very well. Uh, it's probably hard to pinpoint one horse to follow out of the race. I thought even Mr Brightside, he couldn't have done any more good. getting home in the best last uh, six and 400 metre splits of the meeting. But voting's been strong um, and hopefully over the next nine or so days remaining that we have of voting. Uh, people get online, allstarmile.com, and uh, register their votes over the next uh, nine and a half days. The good thing this year is voters get to see their horses once or twice before placing their votes, so they can uh, really vote with a, a lot of information of how the horses have come back this campaign. Uh, Brian Kruger spoke to us earlier in the week and said Matt Welsh will announce the results of that board meeting read this spring carnival uh, later in the week. Well, Are you ready? Did he say later in the week? Yeah. I, it might have been misquoted there. Okay. I, think, I think throughout we've said by the end of the month uh, the result will be made known to everyone. I think next week is the time frame. A uh, lot of consultation to go on on the back of uh, Monday's board meeting. As you know, there's been a lot of different stakeholders involved in the process throughout. So we'll look to announce that next week once we've uh, made sure that everyone's informed, everyone that needs to be informed from a stakeholder perspective and um, announce it to the public after that. Uh, we've got a whole couple of days ahead and there's been an alteration to tomorrow's Wodonga meeting. Yeah, it certainly has been brought forward. Uh, Going to kick off at uh, 11.30, I think it is, to avoid... The really hot part of the day, uh, forecast to be 37 up there. So we'll kick off uh, at 11.30 at Wodonga tomorrow. Means the last race will be run at 3.30. I think the peak of the day, the peak of the heat is sort of 4 plus. So that gets it out of the uh, the really hot part of the day. And just one quick one. Uh, I know we've had some feedback here. Are you happy to have uh, these twilight meetings during summer kicking off at 3.40? And, and a race day like today where there is no racing in the afternoon, we wait to the evening on a Thursday? I think we'll look at that next year. Uh, next year in the in the race dates at the moment, we're looking at whether potentially the Monday meeting moves to the Thursday. So there's a, in February, there's a bit of an anomaly that January got race-free Mondays and March you got race-free Mondays, and then in February there's some race days. So we'll probably look at that. There's no twilight and night meetings uh, are getting terrific engagement. There's no doubt that... Um, that's when people aren't working. That's when we can engage the most people. Thursday nights are packing them with the Sportsbet Future Stars series have seen good crowds on course, really strong wagering turnover, and even a little initiative like the uh, the Jockeys Contest, uh, the, the highest turnover race at Packenham has been the maiden where both, I think it was Jamie Carr and I can't remember who the other jockey was, but there was two power plays in one race, and uh, that was by far and away the highest turnover race of those maiden series. So, look, I think twilight and night racing is, it makes common sense. It, it's when people aren't, the most people aren't working so we can get our greater audience. Yeah, they've been great initiatives. So will you text me through the power plays when you get them for... Yeah, you know I always do. Yeah, have you, you got any yet? No, no, yet? no, we haven't. Okay. No. Hopefully they generally come through just before lunchtime. So. Hey, 